0: The views presented in this program are not meant to express the specific views of the Leithea Bible Fellowship. You are listening to the Vigilance Radio Network.
1: Intro. Sorry. (laughs) Oh, new new tech. tech. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I gave you a look. Uh, Welcome back to Culture Insanity, uh, episode number twenty-two on the podcast. Um, Yeah, good to be back. Been a couple weeks. Um, So, without further ado, here we go. This is episode number twenty-two of Culture Insanity. Um, No spoilers. So, good news for you as a listener. Um, Actually. Just kidding. Straight up, the first topic is spoiler-filled. <laughs> uh, wow. Um, anyways, okay, so we're going to be talking about uh, the movie A Star is Born, the fourth version of it, with Bradley Cooper, directed by Bradley Cooper, and um, Lady Gaga. Is it, is it the fourth? Mm-hmm. Wow, I thought it fourth was the version. third. Yeah, fourth version. Wow. Um, so we're going to be talking about that. Um, Josh and I have both seen it and um, just have some thoughts on it. And then we're going to be talking about um, Titans, Um, not really spoiler-filled, because we're going to be watching that after the podcast, but just some controversy around the new DC show um, Titans. And then we're going to be talking about Dean Cain and Jamie Lee Curtis and their um, work as it pertains to their personal views and whatnot. Um, And then we're going to be talking about a show called Manifest on NBC um, and a debate about faith and science, whether they can coexist. (gasps) And then we got um, some occultic stuff we'll talk about. And then last but not least, for all the people that have been begging for it to come back, we're going to be, maybe just briefly, Touching on uh, Roseanne <laughs> 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 for the professor five, five, maybe like eighth time. Right. I don't know. Um, you can trace it back all the way to episode number seven. I'm just kidding. Um, so yeah, that's that's what we got on the docket tonight for episode number twenty-two. So uh, yeah, hopefully it's it's good. Hopefully we get some good discussion going. So uh, up first, we saw a star is born. Both of us. Yeah. yeah. And let's again. Again. Mm-hmm. That's sweet, sweet alarm. Uh yeah, we're gonna be talking about it, so you can bet there's there's gonna be things in it. With that said, the basic the basic plot points have been the same as far as I understand. Um <laughs> so it's kind of one of those things where this movie's like, how old? In terms of its first version of it?
0: Well, I thought the first version was with Judy Garland, so that would put it in the nineteen thirties.
1: Point being like yes, spoiler alert. But also, it's one of those things where it's been out for so long, and the basic the basic story and plot um, are all the same. So whatever. Right. You're, you're bad if you if you haven't. But okay, so we both saw it. Um, I liked it. First of all, your just quick thoughts. Yeah, I think it's yeah. You I called it a it.
0: spectacle the other night. It was a spectacle.
1: What do you mean by that? Like I mean
0: like like both Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga they really mm. put on a show. Yeah.
1: I'd say respect. Yeah. <laughs> respect. Yeah, like they the movie like demanded respect for what it was. Um I agree. Um Yeah, so both we both liked it. Um it was your word's a spectacle. What we have an issue with is how it ends. So let me uh let me just package it up for our listener real quick. So the movie is about our, our one listener. <laughs> For now, yeah, I know. <laughs> let's, let's not beat ourselves up too much. It reaches it reaches people. Um, the movie is about a rock star who's at at the peak, right? Peak of his career, right? Um, type type character. Um, he stumbles across unintentionally a up and comer who you know doesn't have confidence doesn't want to you know sing her own songs, but her voice is powerful. He finds her in a bar, and he like falls in love with her, right? And so the movie is this aging, but like very successful and great rock star at his peak, potentially at on his on his way down, you know, trying to help out this up and coming or not up and coming at all, right? You know, new artist and just everything that that entails, and it's a love story, and it's um it's a lot of things, but so where I'm getting at. So the movie um, is detailing this and the guy, the rock star, he, you know, struggles with things. You know, his, he's, got, he's got a past where, like, he's got issues with his dad and it's caused him to um, develop these maladaptive um, <laughs> tendencies like yeah, drinking and right. drugs. Um, and so he struggles with that and, and that plays into the, the love story and there's friction there. There's friction with the up-and-comer, you know, selling out. I guess, um, right, and not being true to herself, and so there's friction in their relationship with that. And he, because his whole thing was be true to yourself, sing, you know, you were a great writer, blah 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 blah. Anyways, the movie climaxes. Spoiler alert: we've heard the alarm twice. The twice, movie, <clears throat> twice. The movie climaxes with the guy um, killing himself, like he he succumbs to his his demons. Basically, right, right, um, and then but but
0: after realizing that he was holding her back,
1: well, <laughs> and that's that's I guess where we where we can start. Right, right, right. He was convinced that he was holding her back, um, and maybe it was true to some extent, right? He was convinced that he was holding her back by this manager character, who's you know really helping her out, you know branding her and advertising her and all these right. things. It's
0: funny too because she goes from being a she goes from being a completely like uh, you know all natural
1: all natural look to essentially looking like Lady, Lady Gaga. Gaga. Yeah, like she is now, <laughs> like makeup and hair and right. crazy outfits and right. super pop, you know, dancing and you know, just a pop star like through and through. Right. Um but so he he commits suicide, you know, it comes to the realization um that he's holding her back but only only after this snake of a manager you know whispers that into his ear saying you know if you didn't do this or if you weren't like this she could be so much more and right. blah, blah 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 so just to paint the picture, like the guy had just come in out of rehab.
0: Right. He was, was
1: clean. He was about to, like, take his good friend's advice to settle down, get out of the life. Right. You know, he was writing her writing, writing music again. Writing music again, like being the artist that he started as, right, without all the bad stuff. Um, but, and like, settling down, you know, and letting her shine now. This is her time. I've had my time. This right. is her time. Um, and it was great. Like, and that's the direction the movie was heading, and it was just it felt good, too good, apparently, because then the snake of a manager comes in and you know whispers these you know things in his ear that eventually leads to him killing himself and then the movie ends with her doing a tribute um to him singing the song that he had wrote for her while he was in rehab right um and well, it's like, let's, i mean but let's be clear, like just to be clear, he didn't come out of nowhere,
0: like she gets her Grammy award. And then while she's getting her Grammy yeah, Award, he,
1: like, drunk and stumbles. And drunk and stumbles on the stage himself. and then pisses himself while she's getting her Grammy So, award. it's like this, yeah, it's a super embarrassing moment, but she, like, loves him still. And, like, she wants to be with him and be by him and support right. him despite these things. And that's why it's so great and, like, refreshing. Um, because even through all that, like, she's she still recognizes that she owes – not that she does this because she owes him, but – like this guy loves her like despite you know this and that and right. and she loves him despite these things and and they they want to struggle through it together and it's it's great. Right. And then and then it it climaxes that way. So our our point of discussion is like where's cause, and as a viewer you're left just sort of Okay, so like I was saying before before Josh was um inputting but the movie ends with her singing this song that he had written You know, while he was really struggling, but he wrote it for her. It's like a love song, and the movie ends with her doing a tribute. She's stripped down of all her popness, and it's just like she's singing, and she. It's like she's. It's really emotional. It's the The climax of the movie, and it literally ends with like a frame on her face, and cut, (laughs) boom. Yeah, but you're kind of left wondering, like. What does that mean? What does that mean for her? What does that mean for him? What happened to the snake of a manager? Like, whatever. So we have written on the board, where is the justice for, I wrote BC, for Bradley Cooper? Right. And, like, what What are we supposed to take from that? Um, so I'll let you talk for a second. Well,
0: I mean, for me, I think what was impressed upon me was just that it... sort of like a nihilistic point of view, right? Mm -hmm. Like this is, this is what was, this is what was going to happen. Um, weird. The camera's like on my arm. Um, this is what was going to happen to him. Like no matter what, basically, because the movie literally starts with him in a drunken stupor Mm -hmm. and it ends with him taking his life. Mm -hmm. So, um, this is what was going to happen to him no matter what. And, it's like what, what is the point of that? That's I mean, yes, you you get her, right? Mm-hmm. And that's like a it's beautiful to like watch to watch that. but there's really nothing um, there's nothing redeeming for him other than perhaps that his journey is that he loved her so much that he was willing to take his life of course that is marred by the fact that the way in which he takes his life is the way in which he tried to take his life earlier they talked about him trying mm-hmm. to take his life earlier because of his father mm-hmm. and he um and it showed him doing the same actions mm-hmm. so you know it can't be like he like stepped aside and so on and so forth for her on top of that like it like, it wasn't necessary for him to commit suicide. He could have stepped aside. You know what I mean? Like, he could have, like, divorced her, gone off the map, like, all sorts of mm. things. But instead, they... Well, but then we'd be talking about a whole different, like, whatever. Well, I'm just saying, like, w- for his arc, there is really no arc to it. Like, what what is the victory? What's the point of the victory of his, of him, like, overcoming these With things? With her, her. Okay. Yeah, like what she gives to him. Like in my mind the the beauty of the movie is in the relationship they have, mm-hmm. what she gives to him and then what he gives to her. Like right. he she brings he brings out that part of her mm-hmm. and that, she grounds him
1: finally. Right. But then what but then what's the point? He's not grounded, you know.
0: Not grounded enough to yeah, to be there for her and and being there for her is muddy at best and so on and so forth. The way that I feel the movie should have ended is that she it's acknowledged that that guy had talked to that her manager had talked to him mm-hmm. and then you know she rejected her pop star life and went back to her original roots as being a singer songwriter and celebrated who he was as a person and you know what was given and and you know she comes full circle and fully comes into herself as he tried to make her in the first place which I should point out is talked about throughout the movie. Like, he calls her a fake. He calls her, like, ugly mm-hmm. because she's not being the person that, that she – like, she's putting on all this makeup and so on and so forth.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's like, what did
1: he really do for her? Well, and then – And that's – And what did and she really to, do for him? Well, that – it's for him, right? Yeah, like, because I don't – at least how I take, a, take it away, like – Like I said Like you said The movie ends with her Singing this tribute She's stripped down again And It literally just Ends like that And so I was telling Josh earlier Like I'd like And then I was watching Interviews with the two of them Which by the way They seem to have like A very sincere A good chemistry Affection Like As people and as artists Which is They were great All of this said Mm -hmm. All of this said The movie is Utterly watchable Yeah It was really great Um, What was I saying like, oh, yeah, I like to – because it, it ends and you're just and, – and they were saying, like, it's up to the viewer to 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 interpret, like, how – what's her name? Abby. Yeah. Or I don't know if that's her real name in the – whatever. Allie? Uh, Allie? Allie. Allie, yeah. How her story goes on or continues or if it does. And so, yeah, like it ends her stripped down singing his song. And I'd like to walk away from the movie that at least for her, he he did. he He made her – Realized that you know that wasn't what she was supposed to be doing like she wasn't staying true to herself and maybe you know now because of him unfortunately like doing that that unnecessary act of killing himself that that was like the final push to like she like woke up or whatever but you're right like on from the other side of it like what did she do for him and they don't show it at yeah. all it, yeah and I was thinking about it on the way home from watching it like that they' you don't get any anything right <laughs> with that manager like who's from the get-go from the moment he's introduced to the movie yeah there's something the, bad yeah and you just get nothing you just get the industry killed him Right, that's what it was Yeah, the industry killed him right. And that's just how it is The industry kills people No accountability for that guy No right. nothing There's no You don't even get like an interaction with her and him Saying like, I'm done with you, you know right, Like right,
0: right No, right. You're,
1: you're killing me You're killing me like you killed him And I don't want to die Or anything like No like dialogue like that It's just Yeah It ends Maybe she wakes up Right. <laughs> either so,
0: way, either way, it ends with either happening. way. He died. He died, and she's the biggest star in the world. And yeah, you're just, I just, you my know. wife.
1: <laughs> you have to tell yours. Okay. What's my st- about how it ends? Cre- credits roll.
0: Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, let, okay, me okay, tell, okay. let me tell. Let me tell first. Okay. Okay. So
1: it like it's and it you got have to watch it. Like I can't I can't paint it, but it climaxes and it's it's very like emotional, right? Um, and it ended and Brittany just she goes, oh my gosh! She like turns me and like you could tell like everyone in the theaters kind of like worked up. Yeah, and it and it just ends like that, and Brittany just goes. It reminds me of when spoiler alert boop boop when Opie died on Sons of Anarchy. Oh uh, yes, and I remember what she did then. But she just goes, oh my gosh like <laughs> she was just beside herself at what just happened and she was crying when we were walking out. You have a good a pretty funny story. Oh yeah, so
0: so Michelle and I are sitting in there and we're watching it and we're like, you know, we're not surrounded by people, but there there's a good group of people and there's a guy that's probably like maybe 3 aisles in front of us and like four seats over or something and he's the whole movie. He's like sort of you can like you can tell he's like in the movie. You know, he's like really he's like <laughs> giving like sighs and you know and hums and yeah you know sort of things and then the movie the movie ends and then and Michelle and I are, are I think rightfully so we're in watching the film we're just sort of like in that sort of yeah. deep thought mm-hmm. you know you're just the movie, sitting and there. Then you're just yeah. like okay what is this that we just watched mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then and I'm looking over at the guy and the guy goes <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> and then Michelle who like cannot keep a straight face at anything. She has to cover her mouth. You can't see it if you're listening to the podcast, but I'm literally covering my mouth with both hands and she's looking at me like she's about to bust up. And we're like in this, like, we're in a theater with probably like 40 people in it. And ah. Shayla and I are sitting in the back in this very, very, you know, somber moment and she's like gonna bust up. And then I, because she's that way, I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm doing the same thing. I'm like, yeah, like holding on to her, like, don't bust up. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was, it's, uh, it's, it's something. What do you think people are going to walk away? Like, do you think people are going to walk away? It's so beautiful. He killed himself for her. Like, do you think? I do people, think so. That's jacked up. Yeah. I do think it's so. so beautiful. He killed himself for her. But on the other hand, like, like I was telling you earlier, I was reading an article that people are being sensitive to, like, the fact that they, I mean, it's done tastefully, but the fact that they're, like, showing that he killed himself rather than it just being, like, implied. I mean, it, it's, it's both, right? But, right. Like, it's, it shows him like, kind of stumbling into the garage and grabbing the stool, and the, he takes his belt off. That's how he talked about it, trying to do it when he was younger. Right, and then the door goes down. And, and then, then you then, do see it at the end, well, like, once you far see is, away.
0: Yeah, you see the garage door.
1: But you and, see his and legs. You see,
0: well, it's not his legs. You see just a body. Like, kind of yeah, swaying okay. a little bit in yeah. the garage. And then, you like, can't his see the dog
1: head. is, like, outside, like, waiting for him. So right. It's really freaking sad. You can only
0: see it through the garage, like... You you know how you can see through a garage door? Yeah, yeah. It, you can't see the, the legs or the head. You just
1: see a body just kind of moving back and forth. But it's very obvious that he hung himself. Right. But anyway, so I was saying, like, people are upset about that, that it, like... I don't know if I'd say glorified it, but it, it highlighted suicide, like... Right. As if... It, if they didn't have that, then suicide's not a thing. <laughs> like, it's right? A, it's a silly notion, but, um, but I don't know. Like, yeah, right, kind of like Batman's penis. Yeah, the last, yeah, <laughs>
0: the last culture insanity.
1: But yeah, like I bet, I bet you there will be people that oh, it's so beautiful. He killed himself for her, and it's just a jacked up thing. Right. So it's like the movie was great, but just the way it ended just soured it. You know, like yeah, and you you felt you felt like there was no justice and that there was no ultimate victory. Right. You know, like, there was a small victory? Maybe. Maybe. But no, like, yes, this, like, this movie, like, was great for, like, showing the best parts of humanity. Right. You know, like, it showed the, maybe the best and worst parts it, of humanity. Yeah, it
0: walks right up to the line, I would say, of being just really great in yeah. terms of that. A I good agree. emotional journey. And so,
1: like you said, you sat there and you just had to, had to process. Yeah. And I felt the same way like I listened I was like I was wanting to listen to the song even like after because yeah. it was like it seemed like a good song but anyways you guys should go see the movie because it is good it's almost great but it's just there's that undercut of
0: yeah man
1: like if only if only it ended differently for him at least right um okay moving on yes Titans 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 so there's a new show called Titans as in Teen Titans, um, on the DC... You. You. DC, DC Universe U. app. Yeah. I always, It seems so... The DC Universe app. It's the app that we used
0: last <laughs> week to look up <laughs> how wrong John Parker was. <laughs> yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> About Steel and Superman. So with the show Titans, there's all this outrage. Uh, by the way... I was telling Josh, heard a great term on a Joe Rogan podcast. It's what he called it. I don't know if he dubbed it this himself or if he just heard it, but there's a term going around called uh, to describe culture and society, and it's called recreational outrage. And I like it. I like the term to describe where we are in society and culture. Recreational outrage being just what – What's the latest thing that I can get mad about? Because I want to be mad about something. Right. You know, we used to call that back in the day. We used to call it gossip. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I want to be in it. I want to be in the gossip. Right. A recreational outrage. So the latest in recreational outrage (laughs) is...
0: Did you ever see that episode of The Office where Michael wants to be involved in the gossip? So then he starts creating rumors and he comes across... Uh, a, like a true thing And then he's like And then he can't pull it back Because it's true <laughs> And so then he starts creating more rumors To get rid of the fact that this
1: one wow. rumor is true It's this whole thing Ah, <laughs> oh, the office I love it It's great Um, So the, the latest in the recreational outrage culture Is uh, involving the casting of the show Titans um, So this show has characters like Beast Boy And Starfire Particularly, those are the two characters that people are mad about. Right. But Beast Boy is a Beast Boy. He's this green character. The long and short of it is he had to be, he was sick with something. His right. dad injected him with something. Yes. There were side effects of that. It saved him with side effects.
0: But now he can change shapes into animals. Into
1: animals. And then Starfire is just this alien from another planet, and she can absorb like solar energy and do things with solar energy. Yeah. Um, and she's orange, has purple hair, it's like a red hair. Like an or red, like a red hair is it okay Yeah, in fact, I.
0: You, um, and yeah, you can kind of see her. I have a start. Oh, never mind. Don't worry about it.
1: Anyways, okay, so there's outrage about the casting of these characters, and let's just try to stumble through this to make sense of it. So, as you put it, how'd you put it earlier? People about non-white. How'd you <laughs> We've say been it? trying to because it out. made my head spin. <laughs> right. Um
0: people are yeah should non-white people be cast as non-white people
1: that's a question should non-white people be cast as non-white people right process so there's 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 just people upset about um the casting of it so the the beast boy guy in the show he's not actually green he's a japanese american actor i forget his name um his hair is green so they did that but his skin's not green. the The actress that plays Starfire is a Senegalese actress, um, so she's a black woman. She's not orange, and so, of course, there's going to be parties upset about that. But, so I just wanted to read. I wanted to read this snippet from this article about it. I thought it highlighted the conundrum, if you will. Let's see. Where are we? Where are we? Here it is. It's a creative challenge for casting directors tasked with increasing diversity in Hollywood. So casting a Japanese-American, casting a black woman. Right, um, right. And costume designers charged with making unnaturally hued characters look as real as possible for hard-to-please fans. Their canvases aren't comic book panels or animation cells. Uh, they're human beings whose natural flesh tells its own unique story. When we were filming, this is now someone talking. When we were filming, there were times where I had to be like, "Okay, we can't say and do that," or "That would work if I wasn't this." The actress who who played Star Diop or Diop, um, pointing out her skin during an interview with New York. Uh, Comic-Con, in this fictional world, I'm not this, but there were just a couple times where I had to edit the writing to make sure that that wasn't offensive. Deciding whether or not to change a person of color's pigmentation can be dicey and self-defeating. What's the point in casting someone from an unrepresented demographic if you're just going to paint over them and effectively erase their identity? And yet, losing oneself and another identity is exactly what actors do. Right. Right. So it's like this... Like what are we doing here? <laughs> like well, this there's is- this demand to di- versi- diversify Hollywood, right. but then there's this. No, it can't be like that because that's not true to the source. And right. So like, where are we left?
0: Well, and that's where. So when Adam and I were trying to talk about this, we're we're sort of at a. <laughs> we just don't
1: really know how to frame it because yeah. it's it's a weird we're at a weird place in society. I wrote is, Oops, sorry. I wrote is the casting racist. What do they want? Do they want diverse actors to play parts that don't make sense? Quote unquote for the character, or do they want the (laughs) character? They can't find a orange freaking skinned person.
0: Well, as one commentator said they could, but that person is serving as president right
1: now. (laughs) Wow. Nice. I thought you were going to say that person is being used in the Marvel universe. Oh, right. Gamora. But it's like, it's weird because they are doing that, though. Like Gomorrah for example. Right, Zoe Saldana. She's right, Latina know. and black. Yeah, she's she's darker skinned, but sh- she's a dark skinned actress getting a big part, but still like what, um, you know, being true to the whatever. So it's like, wh- what, 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 where? <laughs> like, what do they want? What do they want? Do they want to diversify Hollywood by not? by changing characters like taking the character and changing them or do they want to uh, diversify Hollywood by giving this underrepresented class of people or group of people a role but then it's just this weird this weird thing
0: yeah it's one of those things where it's not it's you know I mean we've talked about this before but it's not a sacred character you know and I'll be honest when I think of when I think of Starfire I think of her as white but has orange skin. And let's be honest, she's drawn that way. She's drawn with non-typical <clears throat> afro fruit features, right? So it just is what it is, you know. But when
1: the more that I've seen the non-typical more typical th- afro features, that is prejudiced and stereotyping. It
0: really is. It, it must be the white in me.
1: Mhm. <laughs> I'm looking at you. I'm looking right, at you.
0: Right. Right. <clears throat> um But, um, yeah, well, it's true, you know, and it's, it's like, yeah, we all have different features. Like I, myself am Asian and you can, and I can tell, I can spot without even talking to them. I can spot the Filipinos who are, who are around. (laughs) Um, so yeah, we all have different features and certainly as artists, we depict those things and I'm telling you, just take a look at her. Starfire is depicted as a white woman who has orange skin. So that, that said, um, but they cast her differently, and, and you know, I think it's fine. I think it's fine. It just depends on how does she, how she how she does with the character, and it, yeah, that's really what it comes down to. It depends on what she does with the character.
1: Yeah, and I'd say there there's a difference between like she's been getting good reviews too. Really, people yeah. were
0: outraged about her. I'll and, be the judge of that. <laughs>
1: right, right. <laughs> um, yeah, and there's a difference. I think changing the physical appearance like that's different than like changing the like essence of who that character is. Well, and I is. think that's a
0: very important point, right? Because <clears throat> what we're talking about is like the removal of the identity of the person. Are you kidding me? i let me tell you a little story. Here's a little anecdote for you. I didn't even know that I was Asian. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't because you know, I'm Filipino and and that is how people identify me. It's not how I identified myself. And that's because my dad, I'm a man, I have a strong father figure, you know, I have a strong father, and he's white. So, you know, and I'm his child, so I thought of myself as part of his culture. And it wasn't until I got to a, into a working environment at a little movie theater that shall not be named, but that we love dearly, that um somebody said to me, Josh, you know that you're not white, right? And I was like I don't know what you're talking about. Like It took
1: you that long to like think about Yeah, that I was long? I was
0: about twenty. <clears throat> I wow. was about twenty and they were like, You know you're not white. And I just I'd never thought about it. I just never had thought about it. And they were like, Go look in the mirror and then ask yourself if the person staring back at you is a typically white person. And I looked at myself and you know, on my break and I was just like weird. I'm not white. (laughs) I, you know, I, 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 there's an Asian man staring back at me in the mirror. I had just always thought of myself as a white guy with a tan. That must've been a weird moment for you. It was a weird moment for me, but it didn't redefine me or anything. It was just one of those things like, Oh, this is how people see me because my identity was never summed up in my color. Mm -hmm. And you know, you know that's that's the thing, and I know we want to say that our identity, especially in this day and age, is summed up in so many different things. But if I'm being honest, my identity has always been summed up in my in my. I wonder beliefs. if you were to take, yeah,
1: for sure. I wonder if you were to take like twenty small children, yeah, maybe even infants. Let's just say right. the hypothetical: twenty infants, put them on an island, and the perfect they they survive. Some right, okay, but from different. You know, maybe a few from this, a few from this, maybe a majority from this, um, whatever. Right. I wonder if they're just human nature would lead them to that, like the tribalism, you know? Like, I wonder if they would, or if it's just, oh, yeah, some people look like this. Because it's like explaining it to a kid. Like, I know, like, your daughter right. asks those questions, or had been, like, why do I look like this way? Or I Well, wonder she's, if they,
0: but yeah, well, I and so to speak to that, she's aware of it, I think, because... <clears throat> She's aware of it because her mom actually looks different than her. You know, and and that's like a thing like Yes, my father my father looks different from me, very different from <laughs> me. But like I have a different sense of self, like my sense of self. You guys don't even know. I'm not even kidding. My sense of self is incredibly strong. But my daughter's <laughs> sense of self, you know, is she developing. <laughs> is developing Rightfully and and her and she's very into fashion and she's into how she looks and so on and so forth. Like that's not where my sense of identity came from. And so you know, when my daughter looks at all of her friends which are all white mm-hmm. and her mom Who is white, you know, and 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 her superheroes who she's into. There's not one like Asian superhero, like maybe Katana or some somebody like the Yellow Ranger. (laughs) Which, by the way, a little on the nose. The Yellow Ranger, yeah, right. (laughs) Just like the Black Ranger. (laughs) Just like the Black Ranger. But, you know, like when she looks at those and she doesn't see anybody who's like her and and then she's looking at, you know, models and they're all white, you know, it's it's different, you know. So for me, like I think men, I think men are just different in the Hmm. way that they view things. Like for me, it's like I never cared what color the skin was underneath that awesome costume. You know what I mean? Like when I'm seeing Batman, I don't care if he's black. I care that he has an awesome costume. So that's why I think it's easier for us to to sort of like jump between things. Um as as men, we just, you know, mm-hmm. who has the biggest gun. <laughs> we don't care what color their skin is. Mm-hmm. But I think women they want it, they want very much to to empathize, you know. So it's different. Yeah. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's just interesting. Interesting to think about like if if you just took a group of people on an island, like if they're just naturally bad selves would do that to each other. I or think that it's
0: a- I think they would, but I don't think it's because the I, I think they would because of like the sin aspect of who people are. That's
1: what I'm saying. They're naturally. Ba- yeah. Yeah.
0: But not not necessarily because of race. I think they would just find a reason and race would be one of them. Hmm. Yeah. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, all right. We're going to bring back a game tonight. All right. It's five minutes past two, so they're waiting in the wind. Um, We got a couple contestants. Um, Let's call them. Start call. You tell me when to play that music. I'm
0: excited to play it. Okay. Okay, we're calling. Or we're trying to call. Hello?
1: I have one. Can you hear me?
0: Hello? Yeah, I'm here.
1: Can you both hear me? All right. Okay. So tonight's game. (laughs) Where is it? Time time to play the game. And tonight's game. I'm going to let this music (laughs) finish because I can't hear myself think. (laughs) (laughs) Tonight's game is music based. Okay. In honor of the AMA's American Music Awards that just happened earlier this week. Mm -hmm. You guys may or may not even know that was a thing. Hello? <laughs> nope. Okay, just making sure you're still there. By the way, we have a Jacob and a Jen on the phone tonight. Um, That's right. Their locations will remain anonymous for safety purposes. Um, so the, the 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 theme is music-centric um, tonight in honor of the American Music Awards, which I never watched and don't care about. But it was a thing that happened in in pop culture. That's right. So our game is music uh, centric. So I'm just going to play a snippet of a song, and you guys have to guess the song. Okay. Okay. All right. First person to guess wins. Does it have to be the song title? The artist? I want the. I'm more interested in the song title. Okay. Song title. Got okay. It. Uh, so here we go. First one to say it, um, will be the winner. Perfect by Ed Oh beautiful. That makes it one nothing to Jen. Really what that means is if Jen gets the next one right, then Jacob, you lose. Just bye. That's <laughs> it. It's a best it's a classic best of three setup. Do you have anything to say for yourself? Uh no, just keep going. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know it's okay to banter with your opponent. You yeah, she likes it. Oh, <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> Alright. Ready? Set? there we go we got a championship round one to one we have a rap fan on our hands and last but not least for the win I'm hearing the artist, but not the name of the song really I'll give you a dead giveaway listen right now I believe most people are good. <laughs> Close enough the songs called most people are good by Luke Bryan <laughs> okay. So Jacob you are the winner Thanks for tuning in You basically have um, Crap talking rights over your your Opponent who I think you might know So just uh, reach out to them And thanks for tuning in And, and uh, being a part of the show tonight guys I'll make sure she knows uh, All right, Make sure she knows Bye bye Anyways <laughs> Luke Bryan was on the
0: AMAs Like that song was on the AMAs
1: No I didn't say that
0: Oh, okay, in honor, in honor.
1: My bad. Okay. The the category was music centric in honor. Right, right,
0: right, in honor.
1: Okay. Next up. Okay. Dean Kane and Jamie Lee Curtis. We're going <laughs> right, to we're going to one two punch these guys. <laughs> okay. Okay, Dean Kane has Dean Kane. So, who's Dean Kane, Josh? Uh, he used to be Superman. Okay, <laughs> used to be Superman. That's probably what most everybody right. knows him as. Um, Dean Kane was recently attacked, quote unquote. When I say attack, I don't mean physically attacked, although I'm sure it could have led to that in some situations, was attacked by the LGBTQ community. community. That part of it, anyway. Um, because he is uh, in a role for, he's promoting a new movie right now, um, and in the movie um, there's some sort of pro-abortion consensus in the movie. Maybe something happens in the movie. I'm Wait, not it's sure. Pro,
0: it's pro-life, I think.
1: Pro-life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pro- I thought
0: it was pro-life.
1: Uh, anyway. It's you some might, sort you're probably thing. right. Okay, Pro-life. Yeah, yeah, they touch on the abortion topic in the movie. Um, And so he's giving an interview, I think it says, with um, an organization that seems to have Christian values. He's giving an interview. He's just promoting his movie, as all actors do, right? They go on a press tour. Correct. Promote their, their work. And he's talking about it, but for some reason, the lgbtq community decided to get involved and like ridicule him and like try to shame him um and stuff like that um so there's this question or point of discussion of should actors and we'll segue into the jamie lee curtis thing in a second of whether or not these actors should be held accountable and culpable for just roles they're playing right because that seems to be the um suggestion with with this most recent right. thing um and the jamie lee curtis thing so she's about to be in halloween uh the sequel i think it's a sequel to halloween 2 no it's a sequel to halloween one. Oh, really yeah it's really yeah. weird
0: they are completely ignoring the others they're completely ignoring the others because in the second one spoilers in the second one is where we find out that that michael myers and I can't remember her name anymore. Uh, Lori Strode, mm-hmm. um, our brother and
1: sister. Mm-hmm. That's not a thing anymore. So Michael Myers is just a guy terrorizing her. He is the shape. Mm. <laughs> okay, so in, in Halloween, you know, you have Jamie Lee Curtis, Lori Strode, and if you've seen the trailer... Nice. You have not her character being like this badass, basically. Right. She's like... Armed and dangerous like she's been training Her whole whole life in case he ever Came back right that's what the new movie is Going to be about right so it shows her like You know lock and load just It's essentially Terminator 2 if mm. you think about it Totally totally um and So She is She's in this movie Despite not liking guns Personally right and so just The the comparison between The two like here you have a guy who's Being attacked um, for playing in a part in a movie with some sort of consistency about the topic of abortion, right. and the opposing party ridiculing him and shaming him and, you know, just defaming him and all these right. things. Uh, and then you have another instance where this character is in thing, despite her personal views about guns and she's outspoken, I'd say as a celebrity about, you know, gun legislation and all stuff All sorts like of that. things. Yeah. Um, so there's a, there's just a question of, is this where we're at? Like, are actors <laughs> and going back to the to the thing with the titans like these are people who are their job is to get lost in characters. And so are we at a point in time now where that's a dangerous profession to get in? Yes. <laughs> clearly. I mean clearly. Yeah.
0: But well, I think that that's what uh I mean, not to bring it back to the office as all roads go, but uh <laughs> the uh Steve Carell, he just he just did an interview I want to say with Rolling Stone. That seems weird though. Um where he talks about how right now isn't is would not be a good time for an office reboot because there's no way they would accept Yeah. There's no way they would accept Michael Scott. No.
1: Yeah, you were talking about that the other day. I forgot about that. Yeah.
0: And I think that's true, you know?
1: Yeah. So explain that though. Like okay, because Michael Scott is this brash like naive ignorant um mansplainer (laughs) mansplainer yeah like he he's such a vanity fair he's such an idiot but it's not because he's malicious just because but just because he's an idiot but the things the things that like (laughs) he does and says are completely would be labeled as hate hateful
0: Right, Despite, right. This is, he says, I mean, the whole idea of that character, Michael Scott, so much of it was predicated on inappropriate behavior. Um, let's see. Then he talks about, like, Diversity Day, mm-hmm. and he's not a model boss. Anyway, um... Let's see. A lot of what is depicted on that show is completely wrong-minded. That's the point, you know, but I just don't know how that would fly now. There's a very high awareness of offensive things today. That is very politically correct. It a is. High awareness of offensive things, which is good for sure. But at the same time, when you take a character like that too literally, it doesn't really work. And, I, and so I think this is what you have is you have a people who are taking a character so literally that they're applying it to the individual. And that's, you know... Like they're not actors, Mm -hmm. but honestly, like, isn't that sort of what we're what we're doing? Like, we have people, we have people who are treated like they're celebrities just out of their pure station in life, Mm -hmm. and then we have actors who are acting like they have some sort of station in life, like you know, like so
1: the the, just becomes muddied,
0: right? Well, let's let's take a look. Uh, Let me find the stats on this, but. Taylor Swift, you know the mm-hmm. whole thing with Taylor Swift yeah, and voting. Her, you know, go vote. Yeah. There's something to <laughs> There's that, a right? huge
1: spike and Well, all I know about that is she she used to be like Republican and then she uh, you know, things whatever, people change, things change. She doesn't like this person and so she does a walk out to the other party because if not this, then I'll just go to the other side. <laughs> and that's right. the depths of people's political views, but yeah, so she just did a call.
0: Yeah, she did a thing, for and, people, and, it's, her and it's like huge. It's oh man, there's stats on it. Um, the effect was felt right away. I don't know. I don't know what the stats on it are, but they're crazy.
1: Yeah, no, I was reading the same article. Like there was this huge spike in people registering to vote and stuff like that
0: something like 400,000 people or something like voted Mm -hmm. or like registered to vote because Taylor Swift told them to do so. Why? Why? Mm -hmm. Because Taylor Swift is an authority on, on
1: politics. No, but that's, and and that's not new either. You know, like
0: there's just, there's, there's there's, the last
1: time I remember being super big was when Barack Obama was first running. And it's like, it was multiple things that were helping his cause, obviously Well, being the first black president and whatnot, but like these big time, like celebrities are like are supporting that. And it's like, Oh, I love George Clooney. So, I mean, yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I think that some of that is kind of,
0: you know, has been helpful to Trump too. Right. Sure. I mean, you know, he basically walks this weird line between celebrity for whatever reason, you know, the TV show host essentially. Um, which is, like a no pun intended, really, but a trumped up version of who he is in real life as a boss, you mm-hmm. know, and, and and then like, you know, the president of the United States, and so there there aren't any clear lines, you know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and so I think that's what you have is people don't know how to differentiate between the two. It kind of reminds me of the first time that I well,
1: yeah there you go. Keep going. Sorry. Well, it just
0: kind of reminds me of the first time that I introduced Sophia to, um, like, like a static, not static, but like a video. And she thought that people were there Mm. because I didn't let her, like, I never let her watch TV. So all that she had seen is like video chatting. And so she thought that people were like there, like in the TV, they could talk back to us because that's all that she had known. And so in the same vein, it's like this is kind of like where society is now. It's like they can't tell the difference between the real and the unreal. Yeah,
1: Oliver, I'm trying to remember what he would say, but he would used to do something similar with characters he would see or something like that. He would would say something about them like wondering, like basically wondering, like, what is that? Like, what is that? Can I touch? He would say, can I touch it? Mm. can I touch it? Like a character, like he would see something on TV and he would say, can I touch it? Not, not, can I touch the TV? Like he's asking, is that real? Right. You know, like, can I touch it? Um, so it yeah, remind me of that. Um, and then people, you were saying, and I lost it for a second, but then you said it again, people can't differentiate and I guess to segue naturally, but I was listening to Roseanne Mm. on Joe Rogan's podcast earlier in the week. And she was saying and, – and Joe Rogan has been as outspoken as he is as a person, which is – he doesn't make a lot of waves, but he doesn't shy away from things right. either. But he was, like, one of the few celebrities that, like, defended Roseanne because he knew, like – he knew her. Like, he knows her as a person. Like, they have been in the industry together. Like, and if you know anything about comedy, like, that's a tight – pretty tight community, right? Yeah. They, like, really um look out for each other. And yeah. I really like that about comics. But – um. Yeah, like, and she was saying, like, or he was saying, like, you are a woman with, and, you know, not. I'm not putting you down, but you have mental health issues. Like, you've been treated for, like, clinically treated. You have mental health issues. And despite that, people want to hold you to a standard that is somehow, uh, uh, like, uh, ignores that or something like that. Right. And it's like he was, he was using the metaphor of, like, if someone that was crippled couldn't run a race they wouldn't be t- you know called whatever because they couldn't run a race or something like that and it's like and on top of that you're a comic <laughs> like right so why are you why are you being like outcasted and you know used as an example like a you you have issues like and and you make no qualms about that and b you're a comic so your job is to like walk on that line which we've talked about on the yeah. show before mm-hmm. so it's like what are we doing here like and then and then despite that you were willing to like apologize and do the, do the rounds as she said, do the rounds on every talk show and apologize and explain that when I said that this person had whatever she said about that, that woman, a a big set of monkey balls or something like that. Like there was context and like colloquialisms that she was using and from her upbringing and stuff like that. She's not making a racist comment and she's like the furthest thing from a racist um, and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, people have a hard time differentiating like between what's real and what's not real and yeah. you know just to tie it to the <laughs> tie it to back to the thing like this guy is being attacked because he's playing a character he's playing a character in something that is portraying right and, and he he doesn't, is he's completely a- anti like he's the opposite his real life views Dean Kane's views is that he supports you know this LGBTQ, and he's pretty yeah. progressive you know he's the guy in Hollywood big shocker yeah. he's pretty progressive in his political socio political views of things but despite that and not to beat the drum again but despite that his people you know yeah. eat want to eat him up well and then when you're looking at yeah
0: going back to the Ouroboros, yeah one when, when you're looking at the concept of, of like Laurie Strode picking up a gun to go after um, Mike Myers, that really strikes right-wing to me. I just want to – like, that's really weird to me that people think that that's not consistent. Like, that character isn't isn't an advocate for gun violence, nor is that character an advocate for – for everybody having guns for everything. She's an advocate specifically for a very specific war waged by a very specific family or person against a very specific enemy. Mm-hmm. And just because she's going to use all the weapons possible doesn't mean that she thinks...
1: Oh, so you are saying the, the whatever is the right-wing party saying, how could she do this when she, clearly she's whatever, pro-gun. Well, not the right-wing, the
0: left-wing party. The, you know, the the non pro guns are saying that she's not being consistent, but no, that's actually really consistent. Like what, right. Like who doesn't, who thinks of a person who doesn't, who, who lobbies for gun control and says that people I do have that backwards, but but yeah, yeah, it's
1: not, it's not inconsistent to me. Right. Like, yeah. And then I was like saying, and it's so, it's so silly. Like, that's where is that is that where we're at i think it is where we're at but like you know, i was saying to you earlier like take a slasher film for example like yeah just an actor who's in a, a very specific kind of movie you know like yeah because they're in that movie they're pro serial killer <laughs> like what <laughs> right like what right it's absurd yeah uh recreational outrage right it's a good term i'm gonna use it i'm gonna try to include it in the, the daily things um Okay, so last last topic, sure. Um, the rise in occultic media. So right. there seems to be um, there seems to be, and it could just be because it's October, right? And right. this is what October does; it brings up TV shows, American American Horror Story. Is American Horror Story still on? Yeah, it's on. Yeah, I don't know where they're at in the show. No, but, me neither. But uh, and then like with Halloween, obviously different kinds of movies come out, and so there's always. Maybe there always is during this time, just a rise in this kind of stuff, or maybe it's maybe there's something bigger. I don't know, but there's a rise in this kind of this kind of stuff. What's that movie? That trailer, Suspiria. Suspiria. It's a remake, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, this movie's coming out, and it looks really kind of twisted and f- weird um, as far as what's going on in different TV shows and different movies. <laughs> so with that. There is this thing going on right now with Judge Kavanaugh, where a group of people and your dad was sharing this with us last night. I don't know the group of people, and he might
0: very well he might very well um, talk about it on his show. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, They were there's a group of people that are saying or doing saying that they're going to um, form a gathering so that they can. As a group of people put a hex on Kavanaugh, right? Which wow. <laughs> um, so there's this weird thing. Like, is this is a rise in occultic media, like influencing and bleeding over and overflowing into real life? And it's is it becoming a more normalized thing? Um, what do you think? Um, art
0: imitates life. I mean, I think that. So I do think you have to take into account it is October and <coughs> Halloween is, you know, upon us. Um, but I do think that we are seeing somewhat of a rise in that. I think the last time there was something like that may have been around the late nineties when you had like Buffy the Vampire Slayer come mm. out, um, the craft. I don't know if you ever saw the craft. But yeah, and I'm just I'm with thinking of, bulk.
1: I'm thinking of a couple things. Um so last time we saw that is in the nineties. And I know James. Practical past- magic. Pastor James of Olathea Bible Fellowship. I know he's super, like, I don't know the word gung ho about wanting to, like, speak up against the fact that things are normalized for, sure. you know, people, like, occultic practices. Jacob just posted that thing earlier today of one of his friends on Facebook or something wanting some vintage ouija board or something like that right it's like it's just this like normalized accepted thing um, right but no yeah. there, there definitely is a
0: rise um and i posted an article about it but you you got sabrina the teenage witch coming up you've got mm-hmm. a reboot of buffy the vampire slayer you have uh suspiria coming out you have um uh charmed Uh, there's a reboot of charmed that just came out you've got there's a bunch of witch stuff and i think part of that has to do with probably what's going on in the if i'm being honest part of it has to do with what's going on in the feminine culture right now which is Mm. women taking back their power Mm. right and so there is a common narrative in witchcraft and in the feminist movement about you know maybe not even the feminist movement but like in the me too movement there's just a common narrative about women taking their power back Mm -hmm. from the the patriarchal oppressive society um so i think that so it becomes a good analog like for hollywood it becomes a good analog to access women viewers you know we want to do stories where the women are going to are are going to pay money to see that and what do they want they want to see stories about women taking their power back and you know so why not like make that power literal and have it be a a mystical experience and so on and so forth because that sells merch and Mm -hmm. you know so on and so forth um so i think that there's that and then i and then so i think that that is an art imitating life thing um but I I do think that when you take out the the borders and barriers that we have to, toward um, societal societal prejudices against certain things mm-hmm. um that you're gonna see a lot more of that and this is what you see with the Kavanaugh thing is people are just a lot more out there you know um it used to be that that sort of stuff was sort of hush hush and counterculture and and it was niche culture um you know and that was just a certain subsect of culture but um which is in general like Wicca you know for instance which is just one sect of witchcraft mm-hmm. but um are are just like every other sort of minority sect and everybody's having their time where they're coming out and they're saying, this is my time to reclaim my power. And, and um, when we do that, we put that onto social media, <laughs> you know, and that's just mm-hmm. what we do. So it's not like this stuff wasn't happening before. Um, it's not like people on both sides of the political spectrum and of varying religious beliefs weren't, Either praying for political officers, or um, you know, hexing, if you will, putting a spell on, um, putting a, 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 a negative spell on people. Like this is not a new practice. It's but it ne- seems but, to be resurfacing though. But now it's a surfacing practice. It's coming to the forefront. This is acceptable. I don't know how true this is, but if you, I'm not, I'm not kidding at all. Beyoncé just literally had a uh, a court case thrown out against her from her former drummer I think that had said that Beyoncé tried to put a hex on her drummer or something like that. I'm going to find that. Um so yeah, I you know, it's not like this stuff is new. That's the thing.
1: Yeah, it's it's just that social media is is normalizing it. Yeah. Yeah. Man, social media. Social media is dangerous.
0: Yeah, it really and is. Maybe uh, evil. Here it is. Beyonce's ex drummer's witchcraft case dismissed. I mean I I'm gonna put this in the link.
1: Yeah. Or put this it.
0: post this in the
1: thread. So I guess I guess the call to arms for you know, us as believers is just be discerning of these things. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Be aware, be aware that these things are out there, and don't and remember remember the right narrative, right?
0: Yeah, I, well, you have to under you have to really think about where stuff is coming from. Uh, you know, just as just you have to think about vernacular. Just because something claims to be Christian doesn't mean that it is. Just because it uses Christian language doesn't mm-hmm. mean that it is. Mm-hmm. In the same vein, just because somebody uses Wiccan language or or magic with a K language that doesn't mean that it is, that that's what's being said. Um, a good example of that would be like Tolkien's um, Lord of the Rings, you know, or even the Chronicles of Narnia by Lewis. Like both of those men were devout believers. Um, you can argue about Catholicism or whatever, but they were devout believers. They had faith in in the Jehovah God of the scriptures. Um, but they were using witches and so on and so forth in their storytelling. mm mm-hmm. um, and then you have the things, you know, you, you have stuff that you wouldn't even think had to do with witchcraft. I'm like, like I mentioned all of those things, but I didn't mention, for instance, uh, Fantastic Beasts has another movie coming out. Totally. That's about witches. Totally. We just don't think about it anymore because it's been, as James normalized. would say, normalized. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. So be discerning. Uh, okay. That about wraps up our show. All right, episode twenty-two. Um, so yeah, guys, if you are, as always, interested in the things that we were talking about today, I guess you can um, just check out the video, check out the comments. I think you were posting articles as yeah. we were talking about them, as you do. Um, so check out the the Facebook video on that. Um, you can find us on Facebook by searching. Culture and sanity. If you have something that you are personally interested in, want to hear um, discussed on the show, as always, Facebook. Um, we're recently on. Well, we'll be soon to be on YouTube as well. Right. So we'll have our YouTube channel if that's a if that's an easier um, platform for you to watch and listen on right. you know, and we subscribe should be
0: doing, to. Should be doing Instagram as well.
1: Yeah, which I get because Facebook anymore is as I was saying earlier is so convoluted and cluttered and you know all their fancy algorithms that tell you what to like and force feed force feed your likes and dislikes right, right. or not right. even dislikes only what you like you know right. and just exposing you so i get it facebook's cluttered i don't use it that much anymore um so yeah if you're interested in all that youtube facebook look for us on there if you're interested in exploring your faith or completely new to christ or the bible you can check out the help tab on abfpdx.org abfpdx.org um, I would like to tell you about next month's this month's I should say cross examination panel mm-hmm. on October 28th it will be at Woodstock Bible Church here in Portland off of 52nd I can never remember the cross street for those guys um, I can't either. But Mitchell? Is it? Mitchell? It seems like Mitchell. Maybe Mitchell. Woodstock Bible Church it's off 52nd. Google Maps ways whatever your fancy it's at seven o'clock as always october 28th um the topic is signif- the significance of man um so yeah should be a good discussion um so when we're when
0: we're talking significance of man we're talking like what is a man and not like not necessarily like a man like a male but like what's a human being which if you think about it, it's a big topic right mm-hmm. now it, it covers everything from like abortion it covers really personhood theory so that's like all sorts of stuff. Which, uh, abortion, if you're interested
1: like. in personhood theory, you can read. Love uh, thy body. Love by thy Nancy body, Percy. Love <laughs> thy body, and it's a great book. So if you're interested in that personhood theory as josh just said you should check that book out um you can uh join us live in house if you will um just by being at the church or you can tune in on facebook live at seven o'clock um if you have questions about that topic you can submit them with the hashtag cross x on facebook or twitter and they will make their way to the panel of pastors that will be talking about it um or as i said if you're there live you can step up to the Scary, scary microphone that um, absolutely bites. Just kidding. Um, and ask your question that way. So, yeah, it will be the last cross X for the season, season one. Um, obviously, we're, we're getting into November, December, busy times of the month. So, it will be the last cross X of the year. So, all the more reason to come because it will be a few months before you, you get your next one. So, good resource. Encourage everyone to check it out. The Significance of Man, October 28th at 7. And, yeah. Um, Yeah. You got anything else, Josh? I got nothing. Well, okay. We'll see you guys next time. Two weeks, eight o'clock. Bye-bye.
0: The views presented in this program are not meant to express the specific views of the Lafayette Bible Fellowship. You are listening to the Vigilance Radio Network.